0: If we're not reading the Bible through Jesus and we're taking everything as equal and giving everything uh, the same weight and taking it at its face value, the Bible's an incoherent text. How can you say, listen to the cries of the poor, without looking at what makes them poor? You don't have to believe certain things to be part. The irony is that you can be pro-guns, pro-death penalty, pro-military, anti-environment, and still say you're pro-life. But people get really uncomfortable. It's Like, they want to have their religion, and they want to have their porn. They want to do both. I don't think any form of Christianity deserves to survive and thrive if it doesn't come to terms with the racism of our past. When we really tell the story of Jesus, we find a God who comes to the point where it has all collapsed. If a good teacher is to get a student to get the right answers on the test, and if Jesus was supposed to get us to get the right answer for when we die, then can we just be honest and say, not a good teacher? it is summer and what better to do with summertime than focus on getting in shape and getting your health in check best way to do that is with angie niska at rise nutrition who sponsors all of these wonderful jesus never ran podcasts you can find her on facebook at rise menominee that is rise with a z Hey friends, good to be with you today. I'm your host Matt Kinzara. Welcome to the podcast. If you are new, if not, welcome back to the podcast. But we talk about all sorts of things regarding faith on this show. And today we just thought we'd bite off something kind of small, like the conversation of who is God. A good chunk of what I do for a career is create content, whether it's for this podcast or for other organizations that I'm working for. It's just create, create, create. And I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do, but I'm not going to lie sometimes, sometimes you just start running out of ideas. Sometimes you feel like you can't possibly talk about something else. So I was in one of those spaces as I was preparing for this episode, and I'm not going to lie, it's a beautiful day outside, and I have this big window in my office, and so I felt like that little kid that's in school towards the end of the year, you know, and you're staring out the window wishing you could be anywhere but the space that you are in. You just want to be outside even though you're stuck inside so I was feeling a little bit like that and so I you know I, I did what you do when you're struggling to come up with a concept or an idea what do you do you google it right so I was doing some research for this podcast I started looking into what people are interested in concerning faith and my perception is that the best place to look of course is as I said google now when you look up and you look into some of the top searched topics on faith what's surprising to notice is that the most searched questions in regard to faith are really some of the most simple questions the top one is what is love now I don't know if that's just a faith question but that's what came up that was followed by what is the Bible and then really toward the top of that list is what I would say is maybe the most basic of all questions which is simply who is God Now as much as we often want to dive deep and explore I think it's vital that we consider some of the most basic of questions regarding faith in our faith journey. The truth of the matter is that how we answer the most basic of questions will in so many ways frame all of our thinking. So how we answer those basic questions will absolutely frame how we answer the questions that we're digging deeper into. Some of the questions we talk about on this podcast are greatly influenced by simply how we view God. Who is God? So again, on this show, we've done a fair amount of work talking about love. We've done a ton of episodes about looking at the Bible and how to view the Bible. But we really haven't done the work of asking the absolute most basic of all questions, which is again... Who is God? So let's give it a shot today. Now, before we jump in, I want to reiterate that the goal of this show is never to give you the right answers. The goal of this show is simply to give you maybe my perspective and also allow you the opportunity to hear the perspectives of other people on whatever subject we're talking about. And then my hope is that you, as the listener, would take what makes sense to you, and then simply throw out what doesn't. Because, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, I'm not right. I mean, some things I'm probably right about, some things I'm probably wrong about. I just give you my perspective, as do all the guests on this show. So, this is simply an opportunity, just like the podcasts I listen to, the other podcasts you listen to, the books we read. It's just all helping us define what it is that we believe personally. And the great news is that your belief system can be ever-changing and ever-evolving, which which is a stark contrast to what nearly every Christian tradition would say, right? I grew up Catholic and then I moved into the evangelical church and I always had this this feeling that the goal was to believe right, to have the correct belief systems. I think the churchy word for this is orthodoxy, which basically means correct belief. So instead of focusing on the right things to believe in, I feel, personally, that we may be better off to evaluate how whatever it is that we believe causes us to engage with and in this world. So what is the result of your belief system? Based on what I believe, how then does that cause me to live? How then does that cause me to treat other people? Am I a better person based on what I believe? Or is the opposite true? Anyway, I digress. So back to the question at hand, who is God? One way that we learn is by what we see, just visually what we see as we go through the world. So often our view of God is really first affected by some of the early images of God that we see in our lifetime. When I was a Christian youth speaker back in the day, I used to begin one of my messages by asking everyone in the audience, before we got started, I would just ask them to draw a picture of what God looked like, and then I'd give them time to do it. And then at the end of that message, I would always collect those pictures because I was really interested to see what people drew. The first thing that I noticed is that the God they would draw was almost always the same ethnicity as they were. So they, if they were white, they viewed God as white. If they were Latino, they viewed God as Latino, etc. The ethnicity was almost always the same as the person who was drawing. That kind of makes sense, right? Second, God was always a man. I cannot recall a single time when one of those young people drew a picture of God as a woman. Third, God was always old. (laughs) So he's always this old dude. And then finally, and this is maybe the, the most interesting part, finally God was never smiling. He was just this serious dude all the time. None of these things in and of themselves are necessarily concerning. They're simply interesting. But where that idea came from actually was my own life. I, As I mentioned, I grew up Catholic, and not only did I go to Catholic church, I went to a Catholic school all throughout grade school. It was a school called Immaculate Conception, or in layman terms, Divine Impregnation, which is just a phenomenal name for a church in a school. <laughs> Think about just, just the name of that school, brought so many questions to my mind at a, at a young age. And you wonder why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So the school, it was really small. I think there was like six or seven people in each class. And so there was only four classrooms in the entire school. And on the wall between two of those rooms was a larger than life-size picture of Jesus. I know we're talking specifically about God, but there was this larger than life-size picture of Jesus. And as you can probably assume by where we're going with this conversation Jesus was a white man. And I should add that he was a very attractive white man. A very attractive white man. Now, in my younger years, when my hairline was closer to the front of my head than the back of my head, like it's starting to go now, I used to have longer hair. I would let my hair grow out a little bit. And I often, like I do today, I sported at least some facial hair. I can't grow facial hair well, but I, I always felt like I needed to try. So people would often say one of two things to me, either that I look like Tony Hawk, who's a famous skateboarder, which I still get to this day. It was just like a year ago when I was in a, the parking lot of a restaurant by myself and someone came up to me that these huge eyes and this Big smile because they totally believed I was Tony Hawk. They had their cell phone in their hand, totally ready to get a picture of me. And it was maybe, and and I've disappointed a lot of people in my life. I don't know if I've ever disappointed a person like I disappointed that man in the parking lot. He just went away, just totally discouraged. It was kind of sad. Anyway, the other thing people would always say to me, especially when I had longer hair, is that I looked like Jesus. So, look at the photo for this podcast and you will see what many Americans believe Jesus to look like. Apparently, it's a tall, skinny Polish guy with a big nose. (laughs) So, that's a bit about Jesus. But again, let's dig into this idea of talking about who is God. I'm going to frame this conversation simply by using the images that all those young people drew because they were so consistent over so many years. So we're just going to talk about each one of them and then digest what that means in our life and our view of God and how that will affect the way that we live. So first, this is as basic as it gets. First, it's commonplace to think of God simply as a human being. And I'm guessing that on some level this comes from the Bible verse that says we are made in God's image. And I'm also guessing that it's easier for us to relate to a being who's like ourselves. The problem with this idea is simply that if God is a person or if God is like a person, then my view of God is similar to my view of a human being. Let me let me dig into that a little bit more. If I think of God as a human, then there's a danger that my understanding of God will be limited by my understanding of human beings. Now, I certainly understand the temptation, even the benefits, I guess, of viewing God as a person. But to me, I guess, and I'll only speak about myself, to me in my life it is really, I would say, Proven to be detrimental. And one of the main reasons it's been problematic is that if God is like me, then I must be, wait for it, one of the most important beings on this planet. If I'm like God and other beings are not as much like God, then I put myself at the top of the hierarchy. If I'm at the top of the hierarchy, then pretty much everything else should revolve around me and I should use everything else. For my benefit why wouldn't i i'm like god if i'm like god everybody everything should be for me this is a bit of the space that i think we find ourselves in in our relationship to this planet examples could be like the way we use fossil fuels to benefit ourselves the way we treat animals especially when we're talking about animals as used for food even the way we farm like all of this is with this concept that we're the most important so everything else is subjugated to us and everything else kind of has to serve us and the more effective quickly and cost effective that we can do that the better that's kind of i think i think it feeds in i think this concept of god as a human being feeds into that if god is not a human well then what is god i don't know i have no idea You don't know either. And having no idea actually helps me to live in the wonder of God and to live in the mystery of God. So I was having a real similar conversation as we are today with my friend Scott Jenkins, who's the founder and creative director of Celtic Way. And we are discussing this idea of God and how to view God and even what to call God. And he talked about this idea of choosing to use the word presence when talking of God and I, I just that just struck such a chord with me because his idea is that the presence of God is everywhere and that it's in every thing oh that's so brilliant and I've started adopting it for myself because it broadens my perspective of who God is if I view God as a human being if I view God as any way shape or form like myself That is an extremely limiting view of God. God, like a human being, is limited. But God, as the presence that is everywhere and in everything, uh, that just expands the idea of God so much. Next, God as a man. Friends, don't even get me started on this one. I mean, obviously, this could be an entire podcast in and of itself, but I'm going to hold back a little bit and just give some bullet points here. The reason that God is portrayed as a man is simply because men have been in charge of the narrative of God since the beginning. Of course God's going to be portrayed as a man if it's men that are creating the concept of God. So you might be thinking, no, 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 no. The Bible refers to God as a he? Well, absolutely it does. Who wrote the vast majority of the Bible? Well, men did. (laughs) Who are the founders of nearly every form of organized religion, denomination, or church? Well, men, of course. Who benefits from the idea of God being a man? You guessed it, men benefit from that idea. So what about God as a father? What a beautiful image. Well, absolutely. That's a that's a wonderful image of God. Let's view God as father, but let's also view God as mother because both are valuable and both are extremely helpful. And God is often talked about in traditionally thought about fatherly and motherly terms. So in the classical understanding of fatherhood and motherhood, male and female, we hear Terms and descriptions of God that would fit both. So, God is portrayed as strong and decisive, which are often terms that are given to men. And God is often referred to as loving and nurturing, which are descriptions that are often viewed as feminine. For whatever reason, this idea of God being anything other than a man, this this tends to be the concept that offends people. Just try it. Just humor me and try referring to God and a group of people as she and see how they react. It it tends to make especially Christian and religious people pretty uncomfortable. However, if we view God apart from a specific gender, again, I think that should only broaden our view of God as opposed to limiting it. But we're feeding this idea of God as a man, it's really feeding into this human desire of wanting and needing to understand. And honestly, religion, religion as a whole, is simply an attempt to understand and to grasp God. However, God was never meant or intended to be grasped or understood. Seeing God as a man and a human being is such an easy way to wrap our minds around the divine because we all know human beings who are men, so we have a concept of that. We can grab onto that with our minds. But one of the most important steps that we can take as we move forward in our faith journey is not to grab onto God, but to let go of God. And as we let go of this concrete God— then our mind can begin to engage in this great mystery of the divine which is not human and is not a man as i mentioned the other thing that those teenagers at those youth camps would draw is they would always draw a picture of god as old And this simply falls in line with the same ideas of God being a man. I'm guessing that we simply view God as old because faith is old, the world is old, the Bible is old. So God's been around for a bit. And if someone's been around for a bit, they must be old. So that's where I think we probably get this concept of old. And I also, on top of that, I guess, I also think that the idea of God being old is probably tied into the idea of people who are older being wise and being holders of authority, right? When we picture people who are older, think about grandparents or elders in your church, maybe you consider these people to be wise and you consider them to be people of authority. And so I think the same concept really goes into this thought of God being old. And I certainly think viewing God as a wise and authoritative being is good, right? But again, and this will be the theme for this whole podcast, but again, this view will only limit God because there are most certainly benefits to the general characteristics of people who are older. And I think in our country, we don't do a good enough job of leaning into those characteristics. Too often, we don't glean from all this wisdom that people who are older have in our culture. And we often lift up People who are young in our world. And I do think that's a problem, but that's not what we're talking about here. So, yes, people who are older, there's general characteristics of those people that are very beneficial, as there are also general characteristics of people who are younger that are beneficial, right? So God is neither young nor old. God maybe is young and old, or at least has all the characteristics of somebody who is young and old. And if we view God as old, once again, we're limiting God as opposed to expanding our concept of God. So God as a human being is limiting. If God is a male human being, we are limiting God even more. If God is an old male human being, we are limiting God even further. Do you see how this is going? Every characteristic we want to put on top of God limits God even further. This is just us trying to grasp the divine. I get it. But what it's doing is it's giving us a tiny picture of this God who is so grand, so expansive and so beyond our ability to comprehend. All right, friends, the last one might very well be the biggest problem in our view of God. God is almost always portrayed as serious, if not downright angry, Honestly, have you ever seen a picture of God with a smile? Jesus, sure. We see that dude smiling, but I'm talking about our view of God. The old white dude never smiles. Seriously, pause this podcast right now and just go and Google God. Angry, white, older man, right? Point should be made based on that Google search that I actually did. A point should be made that our image of God is very much influenced by artist's renditions of God. We are indeed influenced by what we see. So if God is so damn serious and we are meant to be the image bearers of God, then a good Christian should be a serious Christian. This is why most pastors have to, speaking of Google, this is why most pastors have to Google jokes to start their sermons with. It's because they're too serious themselves to actually come up with something funny on their own. I'm kind of in a Google mode today, so, I mean, seriously, go right ahead. Google jokes for sermons. It's a thing. It absolutely is. When talking about faith, one of the worst things we can do, I think, is to take ourselves too seriously because we're not going to figure this out. This isn't about figuring it out. It's a journey, and we're we're just along for the ride. It shouldn't be lost on us. It really shouldn't be lost on us that Jesus' first miracle was for the purpose of making drunk people drunker at a wedding party. You have to know that Jesus was standing back just giggling after he did it. And, 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 and you know Jesus was probably partaking in that really great wine that he just made. Yet religion says, don't you dare have fun. Religion says, don't drink, don't dance, don't party. Be a living sacrifice. Pick up your cross daily. Be thankful that God killed Jesus instead of you. I'm not going to lie. That all sounds terrible. And if that is a representation of God, well, I think I've had just about enough. So then, to answer the question that we started with, who is God? My answer is... Who the hell knows? And that's the point. However, understanding who God is not may just be as important as pondering who God is. As we continue on our lifelong quest of asking this question, this question of who is God, let's be careful not to limit God by viewing the divine as something very specific, like a serious old white man. Let God be what you need God to be. And as long as that God is helpful and as long as that God is helping you become the most beautiful and the truest form of yourself, then that God is good. And again, be okay with your picture of God changing. Let it change from season to season. Let it change from day to day. And let the mystery of God and not the understanding of God be your guide. Blessings, friends. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jesus Never Ran. As always, you can support this podcast by subscribing to it, give it a five-star rating, and write a review.